yes, and we're back on the Judy again. And this time we've got Junior Stanislas. What's going on? Good, bruv. How are you? No, I'm good, man. Thanks you for coming on. Um, you're like, I'd say an established prem boy, but you find yourself in a champ. Are you? Are you finding the <laughs> the season? It's not gone smooth, man. Um, the level's different. It's a grind, like 46 games in comparison to 38. I know it don't seem like a big difference, but two games a week, it's relentless. <laughs> it is relentless, but it's all right, man. It's all right. It's football. So at the end of the day, you try and enjoy every game best way you can, but the level is different, that's for sure. Yeah. Are you are you finding it? Like, because uh, following your career, like Eddie Howe is a man who has faith in you. Now he's not there now. And you're like in like a, a fight to get back. Is that affected your performances or like your you personally, like your nah, mentality and stuff? I don't think it's affected the performances. Um obviously I, I had Eddie at Burnley as well. Yeah. So I've worked with him for probably the past, I don't know, eight years or something like that. So it's different with him not being there, but it's not affecting my performances. Obviously, you just get on with it and play the best you can. Um it's different, slight change of style, et cetera, et cetera, but it's cool, man. It's cool. Once you're with the boys, it's it's, it's fun and games. Yeah, it's every day. Um, let's talk about you now. Um, you grew up in kind of like a notorious estate, innit? In Southeast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. it like? Do you know what? It's the same as anything, and If you're, when you're from that area, you know no different. So it's just man them together, playing ball, running round enjoying themselves but obviously i get the sense that if you're not from the ends then it's different yeah. like people look on it like it's a troubled area what goes on there don't want to go down there those sort of things but when you're from there it's just man them just enjoying themselves no you say stories about that and even when i google the estate it just looks mad like a big maze so I guess for you, it's just a normal... It's a maze. They say one way in, one way yeah, out. Yeah. Concrete jungle. But everyone grew up there together. But yeah, I mean, it's... things happen there. But it's 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 just people, man. We we used to play ball together. It's, yeah, there's little things that happen, you know, chases and yeah. people coming to your estate. You're going to other estates and, and things like that. But it's a it's a family really it's a community it's a family um it's the safest place in the world man i used to my door used to be unlocked um all the time like man then will testify come to knock for me you can push my door it opens they just <laughs> yeah. walk up in the house but obviously from the outside looking in you don't want to go down there because this happens or that person got robbed or this person got stabbed or where but it's not really like that when you're from there it's yeah. a community it's a family place the safest place i guess that's like the same for most estates um but you've been you've been playing football from young the older boys on your estate were they looking out for you saying right like you're gonna be a footballer stick to football or were they allowing you to get mixed up into things not anything mad but nice there was good you know um obviously you hear stories about older from places and you shouldn't really do this, but they're kind of condoning it and you need to do this to grow up like us. But we didn't really have that. We was all kind of, although there was the older people, we were still kind of linked in. Yeah. So if I would have a game or I did have training, then it was more like, oh, we're going here, but you don't come because you do this. Yeah. So I had good influences around me. Don't get me wrong. I was still there sometimes when I probably shouldn't have been. Um, 
but those were my choices. Yeah. I had good people around me, really. Same people I had have around me now are the same people that I had around me then. That's good. Is it? Was it just? Was it mum and dad, or just mum? Mum, just mum. Um, but mum as well. So obviously, you hear mum, kids take the piss out yeah, of mum. Yeah. But nah, not with me. It was more of a respect thing. Okay. I never really wanted because I moved away with her from young. She looked after me. I never really wanted to let her down. So if she was to tell me come back at this time. I tried my best to come back. I could run through parks and whatever, late night, ducking, leaving Mandem <laughs> at McDonald's or whatever. I used to have to duck through the park to get home at a certain time because I didn't want to let her down. Yeah. So I still had that respect thing there. Sure, she's saying, you come back late, I'm not taking you to football. Nah, she never took me to football. We didn't <laughs> oh, try. Oh, okay. We didn't have cars and that. So I used to have to take sometimes three trains to get to training. Um, or one of my teammates that was playing with me at the time, his granddad used to pick us up. Okay. And take us through But nah it was more uh, She was just pissed She wouldn't speak to you It's not like she would lick you Or do this But yeah. she wouldn't speak to you And that affected me more Than, than getting the lick to be, So To be fair I'm, I'm a bit the same With my dad He never Like hit me or anything It just gave me that look And if mm. he's not speaking to me I'm saying I think oh, sh like, that's You'd rather take the lick Yeah it? Like, calm Give in me the a house. box like, mm. But yeah um, So You're obviously a junior Are you named after your pups? Yeah, yeah, our pops is called Felix, isn't it? So no, one, <laughs> no one uses that name, boy. No one uses. It. I remember when people found out as well. I was at West Ham, going on pre-season tour with the first team. Um, you remember Callum Davenport? I remember the name. Yeah, yeah. They was giving out boarding cards, isn't it? And he must have looked. He went, <laughs> "Who the fuck is Felix?" Like, I was embarrassed, man. But yeah, I, yeah, he ended up buying that flight off me. So certain people was in business and certain people oh, wasn't in it. And I was in business and I was a young player. He had to pay me money to take better, that seat. Better, better. So what, dad's never been about or? No, he's about, he's about. Um, he's always kind of been about, to be honest, but obviously mum and dad not together. So yeah, yeah. Just here and there. So um, when you were playing, you played for England. Didn't you ever think about playing where your dad was from? Nah, not really, you know. The England thing is it's weird because I used to get homesick when I was younger, believe it or not. What, but not homesick in terms of I miss home, I want to go home. It's just when I used to go away, so this was like 19s, 20s, 21s, when I used to go away, because the people there were so different to what I used to be around, it was hard. Like when they're having their jokes and like, I had to kind of like fake laugh, like... <laughs> But I weren't really involved in the banter. Yeah, that yeah, sense? yeah. Because I come from completely different background, yeah. completely different people. So I just used to want to go home, man. I didn't enjoy it, bruv. And in terms of international now, obviously I had ambition to play for England, but I would have had to go halfway across the world to play for a country that I've only been there like three, four times myself. So yeah. there's not really, although I'm from St. Lucia, there's not really that strong affiliation. Not to mention, I wouldn't have really want to be there anyway. Mm, but you could have been the best player on the team or the best player in the island. Yeah, I just, do you know, I, I'm, I like home, man. I like home. I don't really want to go away. For international football, for me, is I've, I really feel you have to feel like you're really playing and representing that country. Okay. And although, obviously, I'm half St. Lucian, my dad's from there. I got family from there. But I don't, I wouldn't have that same commit. I would be playing international football just for the sake of playing international football, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I hear that. I guess, like you said, when you was in the 21s, 19s, 20s and stuff, um, 
you didn't feel like you fit in with the banner and stuff. Like now you can see everyone's like it's cool to be like for where where man's from in it. Like mm. everyone's banner is the same. They all listen to the same music and stuff like culture's that. Culture's different. Yeah, culture's different. Would you would you have dreamed for that sort of culture that sort of hundred percent, bro? Like. I even remember 21, when you used to wake up and used to go down for breakfast, you used to have a whiteboard and your whole day was mapped out. Breakfast, this time. Yeah. Training, boom, come back, strappings, lunch, <laughs> one hour in your room. Then you got this, that and the other. When I speak to the, the people now, they're like, it's, re it's relaxed there. You can go chill out. Obviously, the man them is doing what they're doing. Yeah. They're playing computer in between. First team, you can go, you might get a couple hours to leave the hotel and do this and that. Okay. And then you come back. We didn't have none of that. It was very rigid and I didn't like that structure. I liked it after training is done, let me just do my own thing and then we'll get back to training. But it was it was too structured for me. Was that the same at, <clears throat> when you was going away with West Ham? Like say when you went on tour, was it the same like structure then? Was it rigid then or was it just... Nah, relaxed? it was relaxed. It's obviously once training time is there, turn up for training, you have to eat together. But the times in between, if you want to go out the hotel, go out the hotel. You yeah. might have a, you might have something to look forward to at the end of it. So if there's a preseason training camp, and it's a week or ten days or two weeks, you know, the last night you're getting the team night out. So you got something to look forward <laughs> okay, to. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas there, it's like business, 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 business. Then you're home. Do you reckon that affects the players? Like your age group? Does that affect you not on the pitch? <sighs> I think it can. Yeah, I think if you now when you look at. Um, the England international team, when you see clips on Insta and, and it just looks like fun. Yeah. It's like the teams joining up, everyone gets on. It's just man them doing things and obviously kicking ball together. Yeah. That's what it seems like, kicking ball together. Whereas there, it was just like rigid. There was no chill out time. Everything was business. And we're obviously when you're relaxed and you know certain individuals better, you'll play better. Yeah, true. Because I see... um like Spain and that they all come in like like jeans everyone's in the same like jean suits and stuff and whereas England they're wearing suits or in a baggy tracksuit and stuff so I guess it does make a difference um let's go back to growing up was you bad in school <laughs> there's a difference in <laughs> it I, I was naughty I wasn't bad like I wasn't a bad boy yeah I just again for me routine was always a problem like I used to see school as I had to wake up mad early and then I had to go somewhere I didn't want to be. Yeah. And then by the time I come home, I had a couple hours to chill out before I had to repeat it. And I didn't like it. So certain lessons I wouldn't go to, I'd miss lessons and play penny up the wall with them <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. So I wasn't bad. I wasn't a bad boy, but I was just naughty. I didn't like to do what was being asked of me. Did like teachers or that your mum ever used like taking football away from you as a punishment? Nah, nah. They tried to one time because I ended up getting kicked out of school. Um, so you, I didn't go on, do what GCSEs. You do? Go on. do you know what? I didn't do nothing. I used to be there all the time. I used to get in trouble all the time. The thing I got kicked out for, it was a one dude come from another school, the yeah. group that I'm usually with. Yeah. Something happened to that kid. Loads of people got expelled. I was one of them. And there was witnesses that said that they saw me there. I wasn't even there. But they called in people from West Ham, said, ah, oh, he's done this, he's done that. This is too much now. Oh, wow. They ended up kicking me out. But I went in full time. I went in full time oh, with so, the youth team. So it worked out for me. Oh, decent. So 
when you was at West Ham, you've been West Ham, what, since you was 10. So you was 10, at West Ham yeah. from when you was 10. Um, didn't you ever think, rah, like, I just want to play with my friends on a Sunday or anything? Or was you just that determined to be? I did. I did play with them on well, a Sunday. Well, you played both. Not like, not um, like Sunday league football, Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but I played every day. So obviously if you train a couple of times during the week, I would still, say you train on a Tuesday and a Thursday, youth club was open okay. Monday and Wednesday. I would still play in cage football on those days. Weekend come, if you play at 11 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, I would finish that game, come back and play in the cage with Amanda again. So I was always playing ball until probably about 18. Then I had to start mellowing down a little bit. Yeah, I hear that. Because there's some people that say they missed playing with their friends. Like they've been in football from when they were like six and they've been at a pro club. So their heads are straight, structured. And obviously you've said you don't like all of that. Mm. And then they miss playing out with their friends. And when they get released, they're just lost. And, you know, it affects their ment mental health and mm. stuff. You never ever felt nah, like... because I think... Like you say, that certain, when, you're in a, when you're rigid from six, people in academy from six, and the only thing you do is play academy football, I think you play a certain way as well. Yeah. Whereas when you're playing in the ends with, with people, you're taking people on, you're doing certain things, and then you're going to academy and you're learning and take the ball on your back foot, play forward. Yeah. It's a different, so you're adding different things in. Um, so I think you, your education of football is, is better as well from playing street football. Whereas kids, when they go into academies too young, I, f I think it's difficult for them, man. Yeah, I hear that. Um, while you're at West Ham, I read somewhere that you something happened with a friend and you could have got in trouble, like going there, but you chose oh, not yeah, to. Yeah, 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 do you want to yeah. tell us about that? Not You don't have to go into depth, but <sighs> do you want to share that story? <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Um, we was going out. We was going out. Um, and I didn't go out too much. Um, me, a couple of my friends, us here. Um, but we was going to a club. I think it might have been somewhere like Libertine or whatever. Okay. So we was going there. And I spoke to him before. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come. But I'm going to do, I'm going to another party first. Okay. Um, come with me here. Um, and then we'll, we'll go there after. And I was like, nah, I'm going to go straight here. If anything, just come and link us after. So he's gone to where he's gone to. Oh, no, let, me, let me stop you there because I know, I know what these central clubs are like. If you turn up late, they're not trying to let you in. They look for any excuse not to let you in. So you're probably thinking, nah, I've got to get into this club. Um, do you know what? That might have been it, you know? That might have <laughs> been it. But either way, we ended up there and he ended up going his way. Okay. Um, and his way, he's still in jail now. I don't want to go into too yeah, much yeah, details. Yeah. Um, like I said, kids watching, etc. Yeah. But... Yeah, so, and I'm a believer in God as well. So I believe my life and certain choices I've made has been led to where I am now. Because there could have easily been certain situations where I was in jail or I got something happened to me or, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I believe I've been kind of led this way uh, for a reason. Like, do you hide that, your upbringing from your kids? Or is it something you, you show them and say, rah, like, be privileged for the life I'm giving you now because life for me wasn't that, it was fun, but it wasn't as easy as, as you know. I don't, I, I don't hide it from them, but I think you got you to gotta kind of gloss over certain things because you ain't going to want them knowing the ins and outs. Like where, where they live now, they're never going to have to experience certain yeah. things 
that we had to experience. And I think that that's some positive there and some negative. One of my boys plays football. Um, and again, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna have cage football. And I think cage football helps most kids in London. Yeah. I think if you look at the uh, Sancho's and Zaha's and those people, really skillful players, they picked that out from street football. Yeah. Whereas him, he's not, he's not going to get to experience that. But in terms of the kind of life away from football, um, yeah, I gloss over certain things because I, I think there's certain things it's better if they're not even thinking about it. True. Um, than to have to explain what we did. And I think they're not there, so they don't really need yeah, to know. And I guess even like if you used to glamour, glamorize your upbringing, life now is totally different to life back then. Like now, people kill just for the sake of killing. And mm. you don't want your sons growing up in that mentality. Like, I hear that. I respect it. Um, you got twins, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read something that piss me off like one of your twins gets abuse and the other one doesn't like that's he's had it yeah recently it was the the race thing i had it um i had the you know the, on, the online abuse yeah, thing. I yeah, had yeah. That recently probably about three months ago now but it was just literally at a time where my son had had it like three weeks before two what, weeks online before. as well no nah, not online oh. he's not online like that um again i won't really say the situation yeah, because yeah. i said i wouldn't i wouldn't bring it up but even at his age and and obviously I've got twins um, but they're one in a million twins so one's blonde hair blue eyes white skin the other one's my colour dark hair dark <laughs> eyes so he's going to see the he's already felt it at nine yeah. years old um, although he doesn't really doesn't know the impact of it he's had to deal with that Yeah. whereas Jacob my other son he's never had to deal with that and he, he never will have to deal with that um, so how does that make you feel that potentially one one of your they're brothers but and they're twins but ones might have a harder life than the other all mm. because of the shade of their it's skin mad, isn't it? racism I, I don't understand it bro mum's white dad's black I'm mixed race one kid who's white skinned other skin other kid who's my colour skin I don't understand racism I don't understand how you can not even just black white even even Chinese and yeah. and the rest of them I don't understand how because of a man is a certain skin shade, he's going to be treated differently to the next man who's a different skin shade. It just don't make sense. Yeah, and they're the same blood as well. Um, do you find you have to um, tread softly how you educate them or like on the, the race term or are you going to just do it the same and be um, open? No, nah, we're open in our house, man. We're open. That's good, man. We say certain things, um, that their education is there. I think even even the school that they go to is is gonna introduce certain things to to help the the upbringing of the kids and the education for them. So we try and we try and be open as we can in our house. No, that's good. Back to football. Um, you was part of like a good West Ham team, and a few of you broke through. What was it like being in the first team at eighteen and stuff? Like going on, you said you go you went on tour, and a first team mm. player had to buy a ticket. What's that thing? I think they banned you because you didn't have to put on a seatbelt or something. Oh, <laughs> That's the maddest story I have, you know. Um, I told my son that one. I told my son that one. Um, so, like I said, when you say about mum taking you to football, we, we didn't have a car, so okay, we weren't yeah. going on no family holidays. So the first time I went on a plane was, I think it was under 14s. We went away to Italy. Um, and when you look back at it now, it's stupid, and it? You should <laughs> not have to click a seatbelt in, but 
then it was I'm used to that one and yes, yeah, pulling yeah. it in and clicking yeah. it. This one is like that. So I'm kind of looking around and thinking, Ross, <laughs> how does this work? And people are looking, they've clocked me, innit? I'm trying to they've clocked me, bruv. Don't you know how this works, bro? I'm like <laughs> And you know 14 year olds are r- ruthless. ruthless blood. Ruth I had another one. So I had that one. Uh, they started they, they destroyed me. I had another one where I was in training in a in a in a changing room. Yeah. And this is when the vapors freshly come out back then. You know, Henri's day. Yeah, Henri yeah, yeah, had yeah. the first vapors yeah, yeah. in them, man. I had the fake ones, innit? <laughs> but I thought I had the legit ones. You know what I mean? It and was like 30 pound yeah? footlocker boots. I thought I had the proper things. So I got it. I, I had the studs in it. So I tied them in tight. Um, you know, when you tie studs in tight, yeah. it, it scuffs the thing. The like inside, the plastic. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. the... So I went to the changing room. I was rocking them. The whole changing room was killing me off because they had their parents. They could buy their yeah, the proper yeah. things. They killed me off. My confidence went from here <laughs> to here quickly. So I used them in the training. I cleaned them when I went home <laughs> and I tried to take it back to Foot Locker to get my refund so I can try and do something. Yeah. They saw the scuff marks on the studs oh. and I had to swallow that one, man. But kids are ruthless, bro. That's mad. <laughs> <laughs> fair, I'm not even gonna like I would have hammered you as well. Yeah, if you had I, I do that on myself. Gonna, that's mad. Um, yeah. So back to West Ham. Like, what's it like being 18 and thinking, right, I've made it to the like from 10 years old. Now I made it to the first team. What are you thinking? Now it's good, man. Especially my first. So I made. I remember. I remember making my debut. I think it was on a Monday night. But I was on the bench, and I'd been on the bench for like. Weeks and weeks this before. at Upton Park, yeah? At Upton Park, but I didn't come on. Okay. So we was playing West Brom. It was nil-nil. And they said, get warm. So I was getting warm, but it was like a, I thought it was like a token, get warm. Yeah, yeah. And then they called me and I remember my heart <laughs> beating, beating fast. But I come on, it's still nil-nil. I played well. And then on the Saturday, um, we played Sunderland. And they'd done the team in the dressing room. And when the, when the board went up and my, my number was there, Again, my heart was beating. <laughs> what, I enjoyed starting it. Li- starting line up. Yeah, I Decent. scored. I scored before half time to make it 1 0. Um, and you know what? What's mad? The two friends that's with me today are the two friends that was there as well. And Jin was there as well, didn't it? And Jin. So when I was celebrating, obviously Upton Park was packed. Yeah. So I looked up. I knew the sort of area they was in, but I saw those those standing up and, and doing a madness. Decent. So that Decent. was a special day, man. Right, Decent. What's it? So. Back to the West Brom game and you're warming up. Are the fans, do the fans know who you are? Like, Because I know there's some avid fans that know all the youth yeah, team players. Some, not hard though. There's not like they were singing names or nothing no, like obviously that. Not you have the ones who like, check the reserve yeah, teams yeah. and this player's coming through. I think they must have known that. They must are, have known. are they like saying anything to you while you're warming up or are you just blocking it out? Nah, just block it. I think they were watching the game and they weren't caring who <laughs> was warming up. Um you went on loan to get some first team experience. What's, mm. What was that like? Is that That's like your first staying away from home moment. Like, did you know what yeah, you was doing? Do you know what? That was weird because I I went South End. I went there that's for six local, weeks. Though, that's, yeah, it's local. So I used to, I did stay there though. I did drive there, um, but I stayed there a little bit as well. But even that, it was, when I look back on it, that experience, it was good to play men's football, first team football. But I went there and we used to playing at West Ham like, Keep balls, yeah. tight areas, playing, playing. I went there. We used to do like keep balls, half a pitch, massive areas, um, which was easy. Yeah. And so I'd done six weeks there. I came back to West Ham and we went back to matchbox size thing. I was miles off it. 
So I went from somewhere I went to to go to get experience to come back to play. Yeah. And I I felt like my development went backwards because it was so different. Yeah. Um. A couple. Yeah. Obviously, a couple months down the line, I made my debut. I got the game, so it worked out in hindsight. But I don't think loans is everything for kids, man. Yeah. Like, you really got to. That could have kind of like ruined you a bit, innit? Could have. Um. I know you said you stayed there a lot. You used to travel in. Did that? Do you think? Obviously, you've got good people around you. Do you think that was like a dangerous move? Not stay like being so close to home. And being able to drive, like say, stay at, stay at Mumsy's or stay at your house, mm. and then drive to training with South End. Do you think that's like a dangerous move? Whereas you could get caught up in. Obviously, you didn't because you got good people around you, but get caught up in certain things. I think it depends where you go, and if if you're if you're going to a completely different part of the country, um, you could get caught up in. You're on your own, so you're going out every weekend and you're drinking and yeah, yeah, and this and that. But South End was. It's only like our hour. Yeah, but that's what away. I mean. That's what I mean. Because of where you're from, I'm not saying it's like a bad, bad area, but you could come home one day and just be chilling on a bike and end up being late for training because, you know, you've had a late night with the boys and stuff like that. Did you ever nearly slip up or were you nah, always nah, like a good? No, 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 no. Things like that, I was good. I was good. That, that side of it was calm. Um, So back at West Ham and you're... Like you say, you you fell off a little bit. Mm. Was the were they on you to get back to hard, where you were? Hard. The players though. Players not and the, not, the, not really the management, but the the, the players. The 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 one Scott Parker. He's he's his standards. Yeah, every single day was here. <laughs> Serious. So if you was giving the ball away and that, they used to be on you hard, man. And I used to feel it because I went away. And obviously, when you're when you're younger and you start training with the first team, you obviously you got to be all right to train with the first team. Yeah. So when I was there, I got I was like sharp. I got used to training with them. I was sharp. And then I went away and it's like I come back a new man, like a trialist almost kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, Ross, I keep giving the ball away. The ball was coming into me, bouncing off me. That weren't me. Whereas like, I'm quite, at South End, you've got, you, you can afford to do that, isn't it? Just the, the intensity is not the same. You can like jog around with the ball. Like it was, it was easy. And, yeah. But the standards were different, man. And, and it, I had to find that out quickly. Do you feel at this point, like when you're in the first team, in and out, that you've made it? Like, nah, nah, nah. I had this. Do you know what? Some of the things you're talking about, I had this conversation on the <laughs> way here. I remember um, a player we had, Matt Upson. Yeah, we had him, um, and he said to me very quickly when I started playing, it was like you need to need to stay focused and continue to work hard because you can play here one day. And you can very quickly, and he, he said, he named it, he said Crawley, I think he said, you can very end up, very quickly end up at Crawley. And I, at the time I thought like, yeah, whatever, like he's, yeah. he's chatting rubbish, but I've seen so many people do that. And even me, I was, so I was at West Ham from when I broke into the first team, I think I was there for two or three years. And then I went to Burnley, which is a step down yeah. really. Um, so I can see how, how quickly that can happen. Did you think, when you was leaving West Ham, that like, I'm gonna get another Prem team. I played another. I played enough games. Like Prem team should line up to sign me. Nah, I didn't. I didn't really think that. You know, for me, it was it was a time in my life where I was literally just having the kids. Okay. And I was at a stage where I felt I needed because I got used to playing. Zola gave me my debut at West Ham. I got used to playing pretty much week in week out. And when a new manager came in and I wasn't, I got used to playing at three o'clock every week. Yeah. So when I wasn't, I knew I needed to play. 
um, and speaking to people was like, nah, you need to go away. Someone else's first team, be a regular player. So I went into the office and said like, one time to Sam Allardyce, um, I want to go away and play. And he was like, nah, nah, you ain't going. So I left. What, I was, is I he was, saying you're not going because he wants you in his plans? He wanted, me, he wanted yeah. me to stay there. But I was kind of, I was still only 20 there. 20, no, 21, 22. So I was still kind of young. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then I'll go away and I'll have a conversation with my agent and, and other people. And I was like, nah, you need to go back. You need to say it again. So I went back and he was like, nah, you ain't going. <laughs> and I went back three times in a week. And he was like, all right, if it if it makes sense, then then it will happen. Yeah. And I remember playing in a cup game the night before they had, they had agreed, okay, you can go. So I played in a cup game, scored mad goal, top corner, whipped it in. Better. And then there was like, the club phoned me. They was like, oh, we don't think they're going to let you go now. But he was true to his word. He let me go. But Decent. yeah, those are some conversations I had to push really. That's brave though, because a lot of people who go into the manager's office and not demand a move, but say, I want to leave, they can get ruined like that. So you're kind of lucky that. Yeah, but I did, I did. So the reason I went in, I love West Ham. Even now, I love West Ham. So I didn't go in like, I want to leave. But yeah, but I felt I, hear, I yeah. had to yeah. for, for where I was in my career. I had to go away to play games. Um, so yeah, I had to, I had to kind of say strongly because at the end of the day, I was, I was still a young player there. Yeah, that's so what I mean. I had to go away to provide for my family as well. Remember, I got two kids coming True, now, yeah, so I got yeah. to look after them. So I can't be happy just being at West Ham sitting on the bench coming on a game here a game there I needed to be playing do you know what's mad because you know you said you didn't like structure like waking up for school da 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 and that, that sort of regimented structure but not playing on a Saturday that's installed in you so that's your structure like wake up Saturday, mor Saturday morning you know you've got a game when that's disrupted you're thinking my head's gone so you just want to play so, which yeah, makes you, know you leave the team you love it's football though isn't it so you'll hear people if you look through a post or whatever and, and a man isn't playing and he's on the bench you will see fans saying ah he's on the bench he's on this amount of money a week he should be happy yeah football don't work like that bruv if you're if you're not playing you're pissed period yeah like, you're pissed you want to be playing every single minute of every match and when you're not someone comes in takes your place or, or whatever the reason is you need to be playing football man did you ever feel like because West Ham, they could, like, at that point, they could buy anyone. Like, did you ever feel like you was lucky to be there, or do you think that your talent does like made you deserve a spot in that team? Nah, yeah, I felt like I was, I was supposed to be there. Like from growing up, I always felt. So I was there since I was ten. I felt like growing up in every single age group, I always felt like I was the best player there. Decent. And even when I was in the first team, obviously it's a, it's a gap because it's loads of different ages there. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was the best player there. But I felt like no one should be playing ahead of me, if that makes sense. Good mentality to have. Why Burnley? Like, did you know where he was going? Because that that is like, I no, say I this like where I was going. You know? <laughs> like, because it's the, the dickhead side of Manchester. Like, it's dead up there. Like, mm. there's n basically Emmerdale and that. Like, yeah, did no, you know where he was doing? Everyone that plays in those sort of clubs lives in Manchester anyway. Fair enough, but still, like, no, I didn't know. But I, I knew, I knew. Again, I was speaking to to Scott Parker. Um, and he was saying he, he had spoken to the manager, which was Eddie Howe, um, and that he wanted me to go there. Um, and I knew he was a young manager. I knew the type of football he wanted to play. Um, and at that time, I think they had just come out the Premier League. Okay, okay. So it was more like a Premier League club that's dropped down that has ambition to go back okay. up. Makes sense. So I now. thought it, it, it made sense. Plus, I, my whole life had been London. 
And even with the South End thing, it was only six weeks. Yeah. So it was an opportunity to kind of go away and see what else is out there. How did your, I take it you moved your whole family up there? Yeah. That young How did they settle? Was it all good? It's all good, man. I literally, from when I went up there, just say I went up there on a, a Thursday. I signed on a Thursday, come back to London to do all my stuff. Had the kids Saturday morning and then, then we moved up there. So Manchester, the first three years of their life, that's what they knew. What was what was it like playing for Burnley? Because I see, like, watching them, it's like, nobody likes playing against Burnley. Like, it just seems so dull and dead. Like, did you enjoy your time there? Or was it like... Mm. It was a mixed bag. It was a mixed <laughs> bag. Because the, the, the manager changed halfway through. So I went up there with Eddie Howe. Yeah. Played quite a lot of football. Um, and then the manager changed. And it's not that I didn't play football. It was just different. The philosophy is obviously slightly different um, and they've had a lot of success doing what they do. Yeah. Like you say, no one wants to play them. It's difficult, tough place to go. It's hard to win games there. But at the same time, it didn't really work for me. Like I felt after being a year there after that, I needed to probably get away and, and play some proper football. Why do you think like when a new manager comes in, if you're playing, why do you think that play, like so play, let's say players in general, when a new manager comes in, like say you're playing week in week out for Burnley, your manager leaves, you're expected to play when a new manager comes in, isn't it? Like why do you think you stop playing? Like is it because you don't like you or? I don't know. I think it depends what the what kind of run the team's on. I think if it's a thing where the team's not doing so well and they need to kind of shore it up, as as they'll put it, they might put someone who's a little bit more rigid sort of a less of a i don't know a risk or yeah doesn't take as much risk in terms of a pass or whatever um someone who they know they're going to get a, a seven out of ten six out of ten rather yeah. than someone who could be a, a eight nine out of ten one week and then a, a six or a seven do you know what i mean i hear that i think they know what they're going to get from the player oh, i get that um have you had any no nah, let me change that you, I find when I was looking through, when I was doing my research on you, like you get a run of games and then you get an injury that takes you out for a couple of, mm. couple of months. Does that affect you mentally? Yeah, man. Injuries are the hardest thing in football, bruv. And this season I've played more games than I've played in my entire career. Oh, wow. Um, but f like you say, I would play five, six games, get an injury, keep me out for a month. And then I've had like three years ago, four years ago, I had, some surgeries like operations where I tore my meniscus I took my hamstring off the bone those wow. sort of things which are bigger ones and when you're out for like six seven months those are difficult man because you're seeing the team training playing you've had enough of doing gym work and yeah. strength work and bike sessions and all of this stuff that people don't see yeah you just want to play and then you, it starts to when it becomes like a routine and a habit of playing this many games getting an injury then you get messages oh, he's injured again you start getting that reputation yeah. of in and you're just trying to do the best you can do you know what i mean everyone wants to be fit everyone wants to play games and help the team but when you're in that cycle it becomes difficult i changed a few things this year and it seems to be working so yeah. far i was just about to ask like now yeah. that you're an established player you could probably answer it were you doing what you should be doing to get back fit or are you cheating yourself because to get injured that many times or that like are you unlucky or is it like your if fault? you ask if you ask anyone that i play with i've i would go as far as to say i'm one of the most professional <laughs> people honestly fair enough 
I was, I'm not like, in terms of food and that, I'll eat normal food. But in terms of if we got a day off, I'll come in on my day off to do my recovery stuff. Okay. Um, I have people come to my house to do massage and treatment. I'll stay long after training to do pool sessions, hot and cold massages, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I was still getting injured. There were certain things in my body that wasn't right. And I had to go elsewhere to get it looked at. And now it's kind of, now I can, I can see the benefit of it. Was you doubting yourself that when you're finding out like, right, like it's in my body, was you saying like, I might, my, I might have to stop playing football early or did you think, did you stay positive? Nah, I never, it's the only thing I know. So when you start to, to think like that, you think, all right, stop playing football is one thing, but what are you going to do after? Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's only, it's, it's what I know is so I had to kind of just get on with it and, and go through it. Um, and that was it, really. Man. But you're, you'll be all right. Like, you come here with the deals and that. You got no, enough, I'm all right now. To... I'm all right now. I feel positive, man. <laughs> I played, like I said, I played more games than, than I've played. And I'm obviously at the oldest age I've been. Um, so it's not one of them things where, you know, you're getting older now, the injuries are coming. It's almost like, God willing, they're, they're behind me and I can I can play more games now. No, I hear that. Um, <laughs> and then Eddie Howe knocks, phones your phone again. To get a move to Bournemouth, <laughs> God willing. <laughs> Did you think, right, like get me out of Burnley, or um, was you it's like mad because we we just got promoted with Burnley, so we literally got promoted. Yeah, they offered me a new contract, so it's either I go up with them and play in the Premier League and get the Prem money, yeah, or go to Burnley. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Bournemouth, and Bournemouth's in the Championship at yeah. the time. So obviously, most people is going to make the decision go and play in the Premier League. But that stage of my career, I, was, I wasn't enjoying football that much. And I needed to get away from there to, so I can enjoy my football more than anything. Um, and the worst thing is the season that followed when I decided to go to Bournemouth was the worst season of my career. So it's not <laughs> like I've, I've just turned down going and playing in the Premier League to, to stay and play for Burn, uh, Bournemouth. But it was, it was the worst. I played the least amount of games. It was wow. the worst season of my career. Again, I'm going to ask again, did you doubt yourself, like doubt your ability then? Or did you think I can get over this? Like be real, like no. some people think, some people think, oh, like maybe this isn't for me or maybe this is me. Like I'm nah, not as never. good as I used to be. Never. Nah, I always knew, man, my, my time would come and it did. But obviously when you're not in the squad even at certain times and you have to run when the team's playing, those times were difficult, but I always knew because I know my ability, I yeah. know my capabilities. So I always knew if I keep doing this, I will get in the team and I will play. And obviously in that championship season, I don't know how, obviously there's 46 games, but the team must have won 30, 35 games. So when the team's winning every week, it's difficult for the manager to change it. Yeah, I um, So I, I knew I would play eventually. But are you are you pulling him? I know you're saying it's difficult to, um, to change a team, but are you pulling him saying that gaffer like, when am I going to get my chance? Nah, not really, you know. And it's not even because, it's funny, again, we was having this conversation on the way down. At that moment, when I say it was the worst season, it wasn't just the worst season because I didn't play. I wasn't pl I wasn't training very well. Okay, okay. So you have to you have to pick and choose your moments when you speak to managers. If you're, if you're training well, regularly, and you're not playing, then you can pull the manager and say, why aren't I playing? But if you're not particularly training well, and you pull the manager, it ends up in an argument and you ain't playing because you've been shit. That's yeah. why you ain't playing. And then yeah. you're going, going back and forward. No, I, I just had that. to bide my time. No, I hear that. I hear that. And it's paid off for you. You're like the big man at the club now, isn't it? I don't know about big man, but 
I'm one of the oldest, man. That's for sure. Yeah, but you've been there, what? How long you been there? Like, I've been there for, this is my seventh season there now. You are the big man at the club, man. No, no one can't There's tell you nothing. Nah, no one can't tell me nothing there still. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Um, do you like, so you're, you're like one of the oldest now. You said, do you look at the youngsters and think like, give them advice or do you just let them do their own thing? Uh, if there's a if there's a situation where I think someone could use some advice with, I'm I'm always there to give it. Um, I don't like to step on toes too much. I like to kind of let people do what they're doing. But yeah. if they ask me about something or I see them completely doing something wrong, then I'll say I'll say my thing. Yeah, so you stick it on one of your teammates in a game. Oh, who is it? Surridge? Surridge? I got abuse for that, you know. I got a lot of abuse <laughs> for that, bro. What? Talk us through what happened. What happened? <sighs> nah, that was that was. Do you know what? It's just the game. It's just emotions. It was, it's looking back on, on it, it's probably my fault. We was winning the game. He was in the box. Um, and I felt he could have squared the ball. But he shot from like a mad angle. Yeah. And do you know what? It wasn't even far. It wasn't even a bad yeah, effort. But yeah. I lost, lost my head in that minute, innit? Because I thought you could have squared it. We could have guaranteed it. If we end up conceding now, we've drawn the game. It was more than an isolated incident. Okay. You know? It was a, more of a bigger picture. But obviously you can't really you can't really be fighting on the pitch and you know it's mad i watched that clip yesterday because i was doing my research but um the commentators made it seem like i think he was winning by like i think it was like one nil or it was tight one nil. and he could have went to the corner but he's decided to take on the team and have a shot and it looked like they're making it seem like you stuck it on him because he didn't hold the ball in the yeah, corner nah, nah, nah. Nah. it's, it's yeah, mad he probably maybe should have went to the corner i was just i don't know it was one nil above head was gone um but yeah, that one's probably my fault. That's my thing. I, I lose my head sometimes. That's a game, isn't it? Head, as long as you don't lose it on the off off the pitch, then you're good. Mm. What well, you say? Are you calm off the pitch, like nights out and that, or? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm I'm calm. I'm I'm 31 now, man. I've I've lived. I'm still young, but I lived a fair bit of life. I've been out. I've been in things I shouldn't be. So now I try to just keep calm, just normal. No, I hear that. Um, you said you got abuse for that little bust up with your teammate. Like, is it from fans or like the staff that tell you what you're doing and stuff like nah, that? No, no, the staff's cool. They understand the game. Yeah. People that play the game understand. Like, you see enough people have like pushing and not punches, but little things happen on the pitch. In the training ground, it happens regularly. But when fans don't see it often and they see it on the pitch, it's like a big thing. So I got loads of messages from fans and you're a bully this and you're this and and if you know me i'm the lead i hate bullies i'm not like that one bit yeah. i will never do something to someone because i can it was just one of them things i just lost my head i apologized to him in the dressing room straight away but people obviously don't see that exactly, so they don't yeah. see you go back to the dressing room shake hands and and everything's good yeah. they think you've done something to someone and you're this and you're that and that's so bad and him being a young player coming up that makes it 10 times worse and, and even things like um Obviously, we weren't on the greatest run. There was like, this all started when Stanislas and Sorich <laughs> had this. And are, are you really blaming that on this situation? Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Nice. Um, I hear you're a big believer in God. Mm. When did that start? My whole life, really. Um, so my mum obviously brought me up like that. Um, but mainly since lockdown. Okay. Lockdown, you can't do that much, innit? So you're in the you're doing family walks and you're in the garden with the kids but there's so much time and when I say lockdown you know the first one yeah 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 no, football, every, yeah, no yeah, training yeah. no nothing then I had a lot of time to read uh, so I read started taking it a little bit more serious 
Um, okay. Yeah, do you do you feel like if you found God or refound God earlier in life, you would have been in a different place, or do you reckon life would have been the same? Um, I don't know. You know, I ain't really thought about it like that. I don't know. I just think everything has its time, and what's meant to happen and when it's meant to happen, it will happen. And I think lockdown a lot of people struggled with lockdown obviously talk about mental illness and, and yeah. things like that but for me it's it's helped me a lot because i've had that time to sit down study learn do certain um zoom sessions with people and stuff like that and just learn and it's lockdown has been good for me no, that's good a lot of people it's affected it like you say it's not been the best for them um are you one of those that have like the god channel on at home or is it just like you pray in your own time and it's all like yeah i pray i pray i do my own stuff in my own time so i pray in my own time i, I read in my own time rarely i'll put that channel on um it's not i'm going on i might listen to something something catches my eye but nah not really is it just you or your whole family are God, um like nah, whole God? family whole that's family, good man yeah. that's good like, i'm a muslim i'm not the best muslim but i still follow the main guidelines and stuff like that but yeah man i'm I'm happy that like, you found God and it's steering you in the right path. Um, is there, I, I'm meaning to ask a lot of like guests that come on it, is there any downsides to being a footballer? Because like you say, a lot of fancy is you're making a lot of money, like you should be happy. But is there a time when you think like, this is long? Nah. You can't really complain, man. Like I think in terms of life, life throws certain things at you that you're going to have to deal with anyway. Yeah. But in terms of football, you couldn't, you can't really describe it as a job, but in terms of it being a job, you can't complain. Like you go, you go and play football. Yeah. Like it's positive. Everyone wants to play football. Not everyone makes it. So it's only positive. But in terms of bad things, yeah, you get messages from people. You get some abuse from people. People say things that's not great, but, people get that in the normal yeah. normal yeah. job. Do you know what I mean? So you can't you can't complain. But do you ever wake up or have you ever woken up and thought, I really don't want to go training today. Like I'm, my head's not there. Like it's just long. I've never ever woke up thinking I don't want to go training. I've woke up before thinking, ah, my body's mash up today. I don't know how I'm going to train. Okay. But I've never woke up thinking I don't want to go into training. Fair enough. Because there's going to come a time where you wake up and you want to go into training and you can't. Yeah. You, you, your body can't do it anymore. And yeah. then you're going to miss that side of it. So I, I know that. Not to not not to sound like rude or anything, but like you say, you're all, what, 31? Don't keep saying about this age <laughs> thing. What's wrong with you, bro? You, need, you, need, you ain't got long left. I'm in the prime, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got long left. And um, have you started thinking about what's next? Yeah, but I've done that from... from a good few years ago, I started doing better, and and it's not even that I necessarily want to be a coach, but I started doing coaching badges probably two, three years ago. So I got a couple of them. I got up to the UA for B. Um, I might start doing the A next summer or something. Is, is that is that something you see yourself doing, or is it just potentially? It's something I, I always want to have something to do if worse comes to worse. And I like football. I love football. I like coaching because to do those badges, you have to coach some of the kids and stuff yeah. like that. So. I enjoy that side, that side of it. No, oh, I'm happy for you because I coach as well. But sometimes I just feel like this is long, man. I guess I'm not at your Who level. You coach though, kids or adults? Yeah, kids. Kids is difficult. So I like coach my teenagers. Son. 
So they, they, they understand the game. So I'm all right with them. It's just the younger lot that don't listen to you. I'm quite, if you don't listen, I'm quite strict. And if you yeah. don't listen to me, it's like, bro, like, listen. So I, that's me as well. I can lose my head quick. And I try to coach my nine-year-old son in the garden. <laughs> and sometimes, bro, it's difficult. You get frustrated. You start getting angry at them. And obviously you can't do that with other kids. Yeah. They're not your kids. So I think if I'd done it, I would do it for more older people. I hear that. Do you have any advice for any up and coming footballers from your walk of life? Because um, there is a lot of them and I find, especially like you're from Southeast, especially like from Southeast, there's a lot of talent. They just need some advice or, you know, a good word like from people like yourselves who have been there just to like help them shine on. In terms of football and making it, just, everyone says work hard. That's, that's, that's literally yeah. all you can do, but enjoy what you do. Don't put too much. So for me growing up, I never... Being a footballer, I always kind of knew I was going to be a footballer. I never I never thought about it too much as a job. Like, I'm going to... Like, it wasn't every... Like, I, how do I describe it? It wasn't like... I didn't put too much on it. I, I kind of like knew I was going to do it. I never thought... I never had the pressures of, I need to be a footballer because I need to take care of mum, dad, yeah. brothers. It was more like, I'm just playing football, having fun. It was never... I say to my son now, um, you're going to go outside in the garden and practice. It's not even a practice thing. It's You want to go because you want to play. You love yeah. the game. So I think as long as you love the game, you're going to put in the work and, and, and the rest of it anyway. So work hard, have fun and and give it your best shot, man. Did Did you ever have a backup growing up? Like thinking if football don't work or no one ever guided you to have a backup? No, you just no I, everyone, obviously everyone, teachers are the worst. <laughs> At school, teachers will tell you, you need to have a plan B. Yeah. What if you get injured? But I think I heard Will Smith say once, um, a plan B takes away from plan A. And I don't want to be giving kids advice, like don't have a plan B. But at the same time, for me, it was almost, it was always football. And I think, yeah, I think that's what, what got me to where where I got to? Will Smith says it. It must be right because he's be doing right. all right in it. Mm. But if you say it, you've played prem. You're a big man at the club, and now you're doing your thing in the champ as well. So it must be good advice. But um, thank you for coming on. Um, touched on some good things. You said some positive things, and your upbringing is probably like similar to mine. But you've gone on to do. The big stuff in it. So well done and thank you for coming on, man. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. Yeah, no worries, man. Pleasure. Alright. Um, quick fire round. Favorite player? Messi. Better, better. Um, most skillful player you faced. Zaha. Yeah? Yeah. Not that I'm a defender, but being on the same pitch, I've seen him mash a lot of people up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, favorite pre-match meal? My pre-match meal, I have omelette and porridge. Together? Nah, man. Oh, <laughs> One after the someone, other, isn't it? Someone said, I can't remember who it was. Someone said they had something mad, but yeah. Um, just had to check. Biggest adrenaline rush in football? Scoring. Yeah. Scoring a winning goal like late on, just no better feeling. Have you done a few of those? Done a few of those, better, yeah. Better, better. Um, what's your super superstition before a game? I don't have any. Nah, just nah. don't matter where you come out in a in the lineup. Nah. Same. I normally I, I when I go on the pitch, I normally like uh 
say like God come with me on the pitch that okay. sort of thing but not superstition nothing about the boots or anything no 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 okay cool most embarrassing moment the seatbelt it's the seatbelt that's, that's <laughs> becoming legendary um, and any regrets any regrets nah no so regrets far, no regrets no thank you man nah you're welcome no nah, problem no worries no worries